Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, here we are on End Times Friday. Uh, good morning. In uh, May, actually, right, I think it's right before Mother's Day. It's uh, coming up, and uh, we're excited. It's also um, our grandson's birthday uh, will be tomorrow on the 13th. Oh, is uh, that Aiden May, or Josh? Yeah, uh, Aiden. Uh, Aiden, okay. I'll yeah. tell him I said happy birthday. Caleb yeah. will officially, Caleb wrapped up school in December but he officially walks graduation ceremony on that same day. Oh, so cool. that'll be lots of celebrating going to both of our houses that yeah. day, huh? <laughs> yeah, that'll be a good, uh, great big weekend. And uh, so we're, uh, you know, real excited about that. And uh, as we, you know, have talked about, you know, what's going on in the world, we've we've kind of been highlighting, uh, the you know, the instruction by God that says, you know, pay attention uh, watch for the signs, um, mm-hmm. and then let me guide you uh, into you know going forward about you know what that means. It's interesting. Um, recently, uh, I've had a lot of uh, inquiries, uh, mm-hmm. and it, and it's really you know kind of fresh. These are fresh viewpoints, but the inquiry is. Um, from people that you know that haven't really been following even what we've been uh, talking about, but they're going to now is um, is something going on? <laughs> uh, <laughs> do I need uh, to be paying attention? Yeah, do I need to be paying attention? Uh, it seems like things are happening that I can't fully understand, and they seem strange, and they seem happening. Uh, that may, are we, is that, uh, you know, indication that, you know, there's a season coming up or a different season coming up. Um, so um, I think the signs, uh, as I've been experiencing it, is I think they're starting to be obvious. Um, mm. And people that even typically don't watch it, so to speak, because they're not purposely doing it. But right. all, all of a sudden, Start it's like, like wait a minute. I'm reading this, or I'm I'm seeing about this, or um, I'm not sure about that. But you know, what are we supposed to do? And of course, Jesus, you know, said, "Watch, pay attention." Um, when the uh, we, we talked, I think last time about uh, when you see Israel uh, formed up as a nation, and then you begin to see these things, it's the beginning of birth pangs. Mm-hmm. Um, and remember, birth pangs means it's coming. Um, right. Um, and of course, our timing uh, is always different than God's timing, <laughs> because right. uh, you know but we I do go ahead. Before birth pang is such a, is such a beautiful illustration of that because you know as as those increase, it's like an increase in frequency and duration, and the the timing between each one as you get closer and closer decreases. 
That's right. So you know, you see that wave collapse on itself. It, you know, it's kind of what you picture in that. And so I think that's also very indicative of what goes on. Yeah, you know? yeah. And think about um, you know just that illustration is that you know when you have a birth pang, it's not like well you had it, and then I you know I guess you got to wait and see what happens. You know, it's the right. pe- the pangs themselves like you say, start to get longer, deeper, and more frequent, uh, mm-hmm. which means it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Oh, it's getting ready. Hey, it's going to come, it's coming, coming. Yeah. Hey, here it, here it is, you know, it's coming. And, um, and of course, uh, it's indicative that there is, a, there is a sequence to it and a speed to it. And um, for, because of God's timing is different than our timing, our, our viewpoint is, well, I see this, so mm-hmm. I get. I guess it's any day now, you know. And God says, "Well, it's it's coming, but don't you put your own time span on it um, right. of, of what that looks like, particularly in light of, you know, for two thousand years, um, He said, you know, watch. And people have interpreted, well, I guess maybe it's now or coming now, and, and particularly mm-hmm. during, like, the, for example, World War II with Hitler. It was, so right. there's, he's the Antichrist. So this, you know, one world, there's trying to do one world government, you know, here it is. And, um, and it wasn't, but it was just, you know, a, an indicator of it. Um, but there are a couple, there are a couple of interesting things uh, happening uh, that uh, we do need to pay attention to. And uh, uh, we talked last time about, you know, uh, the Saudi Arabia basically moving away from Israel and lining up with Russia, China, Iran, um, and moving away from the petrodollar and the reliance on the West, what we call the West in the United States and Israel, um, and forming a whole different block economically mm-hmm. that and, and, and theologically that was going to they're, they're anti going to be anti-Israel, which, which has to happen, by the way. Um, so that was kind of monumental. Uh, a couple interesting things also is uh, the Wall Street Journal uh, did a, uh, a recent survey of uh, just expectations about recession. Right. Um, and the expectation at the moment is over 60% of business uh, people believe that a recession is coming and a large percentage of them think it may be pretty deep. Uh, economically, uh, this is what's called self-fulfilling prophecy, and that right. uh, when you expect it, then people start to pull back and and right. like let and businesses plan accordingly. And businesses plan accordingly, and then they actually contribute mm-hmm. because then they don't have as many people hired or they let people go, and um, uh, then they accelerate the decline because mm-hmm. they think it's coming. They actually contribute to it coming, um, right. and then it comes. <laughs> so, um, you know, we expect it. Uh, also, and this is interesting. I just uh, this was uh, as I was, you know, looking at information, and it just kind of popped up. Um, and I looked at it. It was um, there's over um, 300 major corporations. Uh, this is in the United States. 300 major corporations that are planning on shutting down locations. Um, wow. So even even somebody like a Walmart or a Costco and uh, mm-hmm. a variety of stores, both retail, uh, restaurants, um, other other types of businesses, 
that usually sell out of these locations are, are purposely planning to close them down completely as well mm-hmm. as then lay people off as a result of it. Uh, so people are going to be out of work, uh, which is going to stimulate even further, you know, the, de- the decline. So uh, right. I, th- I think we just need to be aware of it that um, when you're in a season, and we've had a very unusual um, kind of pattern. Um, I don't know if you remember 2008 when the whole thing collapsed. Uh, right. because of the mortgages. And that was a severe, you know, uh, recession because it, so many people got laid off, uh, couldn't pay mortgages, et cetera. And, you know, then there was a stimulus and recovery of it. And then the interest rates uh, by the Fed uh, and the banking system went basically to zero. Um, right. They stayed almost there for a very long time. Yeah. And they were there for, you know, literally, uh, you know, uh, 12, 12 plus years. And typically recession uh, seasons, uh, and they can be gradual, but you know they cycle in three, four, five year cycles where up and then down, up and then down. Um, and because of the conditions, particularly with COVID that caused a short term blip, but um, we haven't experienced really since 2008 until now, any real downturn. Right. Uh, it's always been up. Now, there's one other interesting thing about this. Um, typically, when there's an upturn, which, which we've been in for quite a while, um, gold and silver prices drop dramatically because usually there's a choice that people right. make is, well, I'll invest in the things that are going to be accelerating and I don't need to hedge myself with gold and silver. So the prices drop typically. Um, in this right. case, they didn't. While it was gr- the economies were growing, right. well, that's the interesting thing, is that um, uh, then behind it is supply and demand. Um, and as you look at uh, supply and demand, um, the ability of buying gold and silver continued in a big, big way. And, and what was happening mm-hmm. is governments like China and, and Saudi, Saudi Arabia is one of them, um, uh, Russia, uh, mm-hmm. are buying gold in big, big quantities because they're trying to move their currency to a gold standard. And they know that when the deep recession hits, that the prices of these, even though they're, they're, they've been building it up, are going to go even higher. Uh, and so it's an unusual pattern that it should have dropped, but it didn't. Actually, it's it's actually increased as well, and then we're right. in, we're in this unique spot. And because of it, the people in business haven't really been through a recession in quite a while. And you and right. you, and you forget, you know, mm-hmm. what it's like or how to prepare for it or what to do with it because you you assume, I get I guess it's just going to be okay, you know, or it'll be minimal. Uh, but it could be this one could be deep, and there's a there's now the the, the uh, uh, survey that says we expect it to happen, we expect it to be deep, so it's likely to happen. And the only encouragement here is as we go into the season is to at least consider that for where where mm-hmm. that where that rests with our situation and how to make sure that you have savings and that you 
um, are being wise in your investing and uh, be careful about debt and just a variety of things to be in a position where it won't crush you if if it happens. Um, right. And even if you get laid off, you can you can make it through. And, and God says, you know, I'll protect you and provide for you anyway if you have a heart to follow. Um, another interesting thing, um, and this is this we've talked a little bit about this, but it's now becoming more pronounced. Um, is the 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 one world currency, mm-hmm. uh, digital currency, and uh, there's an article that just came out this week that highlights all that's been going on behind the scenes between the governments of the world, particularly the United States, and the central banks. In our case, we call it the Federal Reserve. Uh, right. Which, by the way, if you remember, the Federal Reserve is not a U.S. institution. Um, right. It's a foreign institution that's owned by foreigners, um, and but they control the banking system. Um, and um, so what they've been doing is developing what's called a central bank digital currency. CB, mm-hmm. C, and the acronym is CBDC. Okay. C- central bank digital currency, CBDC. So, um, and what's happening is that, you know, when we think about it, people say, well, aren't we kind of electronic now? Uh, really, because uh, you use credit card and you have a, maybe a little bit of paper money, but fundamentally you got a bank account, you write a check. But by and large, uh, much cash. Yeah. Ev- everything is happening electronically, um, but this is different, um, and mm-hmm. it's, it's going to go to a uh, registration of a database that controls that currency, so that um, one, it tracks every single transaction a person makes. So mm-hmm. there can there can there's a database that will be behind it that when you use this currency, which everybody will be forced to at some point, um, then they'll exactly know every little place that you spend money because it'll it'll all be registered and recorded. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, there's going to be knowledge of that. One, on the other side of it, and this is what the article was talking about, is that they've been working on this is uh, control. Uh, and control mm-hmm. is that um, they can decide the rules literally of how you how you spend. So like for example, and they said they can tie it to political desires. So let's say they want to reduce the, the amount of gasoline that is bought in the United States. Well, they mm-hmm. can they can say, we're going to allow you so much dollars or so many gallons per month. When you reach that number, they could put a cap on. We're we're going to shut that down. We, they can flip, basically, hmm. the control of it through parameters that that says you can't now uh, execute that transaction. So you can't go fill up with gas, or you can't go do this thing. Um, and so the whole issue is about when the world one world currency comes about. Uh, there is this this loss of freedom. Interesting enough. The world readily embraces it, um, mm-hmm. which is again, as you think about between here and there, something has to happen because at the moment, if they put this in place, let's say tomorrow, okay, that's it. Everybody has to have digital currency uh, controlled by the central bank. And by the way, this is interesting. 
Um, I didn't realize this, and I, <laughs> I dug into it a little bit. But uh, when you hand your money into a bank account, mm-hmm. you actually don't own that money. The bank owns the money. Uh, now, the rules are that they, you have the right to use it and to move it. And they don't have the right to prevent you from mm-hmm. that. But legally, they, they own that money. It's not yours. So that when the one, one uh, currency comes and it's now all digitized by the bank, interesting enough, you don't own any of it. And, they, and you lose your right if they want to pull the switch to actually make your own decisions about how you're, how you're going to spend it. Um, and it's and it's and it's there already. The structure is already there. That's that's what's that's what's interesting. The whole structure is being put together uh, to use it. So, but if it happened tomorrow, there would be an outcry uh, of people who right. say, "I've lost my 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 freedom, my determination, and I don't like it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to come against mm-hmm. it." But when the warden world government comes in place with this one currency that does, is controlling, the world readily accepts it. And they mm-hmm. surrender that right. And, and in a sense, there's not even an emotional reaction to that. It's like, well, I guess this is a good thing. Um, uh, and by the way, one element of it is that they say it'll be completely protectable so that um, hacking, can't get to your to what's what's yours supposedly you know how they characterize it as yours and so people say well that's good uh if that prevents thievery then won't that be a good thing you know and um and yeah so what that they control me um because of the what i believe the uh economic collapse that has to happen there's going to be a willingness to to accept it so there's still things to happen and the only thing that that struck me is that it's f- way further along than I had thought, and they purposely are talking about the control mechanism of it. Um, and it's not just, hey, we're just doing this to have a currency. It's, there, it's that we're gonna be able to make decisions, control what you spend, how you spend it, and there will not be any more ownership um, of those assets, and uh, the government's gonna own it. Um, so it's an interesting that when you think of what has to happen, for the one world government, things are being put in place and now it's not even fuzzy. Well, like, how is that going to work? Uh, we're getting, right. sh- we're getting shown, well, this is how it's going to work. <laughs> uh, so anyway, it's just the key is, you know, pay attention, um, you know, be open to it. Uh, again, I don't think it's anything imminent, uh, in terms of days, weeks, or even maybe a year or two, but, um, things are happening. Uh, you know that that we're right. uh, coming up, and and, you know, and pay attention, and then you know know what to do. And particularly uh, with the banking system changing to uh, probably uh, get rid of regional banks into these big big uh, corporate banks, um, and just even for the protection of your own funds, is is you may want to you know look at that kind of stuff. So uh, we'll keep talking about this, and uh, lots lots happening, lots. Uh, moving on the economic front and uh, we'll try to keep up with it um as we've been talking about it uh you know we we had a discussion about uh you know being uh diligent in seeking god and understanding god and 
when he gives the story of the parable of the talents, it's actually following uh, the whole description uh, of the of his discussion at the end times. So he's it's part and parcel mm-hmm. to that discussion of well, what's going to happen, and he, he describes it. Jesus describes it. Uh, then he says, um, you know, don't be uh, foolish. And one is don't think you're a Christian and you really aren't because you think, well, mm-hmm. I can I can choose that later. Um, and he says, well, there might be a time where uh, you're alive and think you can choose it, but it's it's not going to happen because of because of the end. So uh, and, and also uh, don't be foolish not to have oil preparation for things, you know, that are coming. So, you know, be prepared for that. And then he goes into this parable of the talents as a sequel to that. So if you would, go ahead and read uh, Matthew 25. A little, little bit long, but it's worthy of reading it. Uh, 14 through 30. Matthew 25, 14 to 30. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on earning. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also, who had received two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents beside them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. Therefore take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away and cast and cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Yeah. So. Um, Is that where you want? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Um, so the, um, uh, the whole story. You know, it's interesting because obviously a lot of preaching is on the talents, and uh, because of our word talent, um, mm-hmm. we kind of attribute that word to the English word, which is, you know, your gifts and the things and your uh, things that you are good at, and, you know, are you investing them, you know, for God? Uh, well, first of all, this is the talent in this situation is just about the money. Um, right. It's a measure of money. At it's this a, point, it's right? a measure of money. And it's uh, even one talent is um, a big payday. Uh, five talents would have been extraordinary. Two talents was, would have been amazing. So everybody was giving basically a blessing 
to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, now uh, go back to verse 14 and just read the first verse so that we kind of understand something about that. It's a really interesting statement that he makes that we need to understand. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. Okay. Uh, now remember, he's talking about the end. And he attributes it to the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's trying to say something there. That um, as I try to help everybody understand, it's really, the whole thing is really about my kingdom. Mm. And living in my kingdom. And experiencing me in the kingdom. And the kingdom, uh, first of all, is critical just to the life of, of us with God, because he said that happens in the kingdom. As a believer, you can believe, but in order to live with me, you have to surrender uh, from the flesh, thinking in the flesh, and this is out of Romans, into the living in the spirit and live in the kingdom by, by letting me be the king, and you surrender your will to me, and then now you're, and you're following the Holy Spirit, not following self. Uh, he said, right. now, in the end... It, it even gets more critical about the kingdom because um, it's going to be very confusing what is about ready to happen. Because he described it, remember, in uh, Matthew uh, 24 about mm-hmm. all, all that's going to happen. And he said there'll be a lot of deception. There'll be lots of things that won't be f- clear. Um, there'll be things that you think are one way and they're really a different way. And he said the only way you can sort it out is to be in the kingdom, uh, and I'll sort it out for you. Uh, so all my instruction, all my uh, direction will be coming by you being in the kingdom because it's it's critical to be able to uh, follow and understand and get through it. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he said this, and, and we'll get back to this as we get into it, is that um, enter into my joy. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we think of the tribulation, because remember, that's what he's talking about, the end and the tribulation, is that it doesn't seem like it's going to be very, very joyful. Right. Um, he said, well, if you're walking with me, you will be living in, in joy, even even ultimately if you're sacrificed physically and you, and you die because of it, there's still a joy to that. There'll still be a joy to that. And... And so he, he's saying that of all the things that I'd like you to understand, as and, he, and we'll dig into this about what does it mean to be faithful, et cetera, is um, I'm inviting you to live with me in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to give you assignments. I'm going to ask you to be faithful, and we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, if you are faithful, you're going to have joy, and you won't have a gnashing of teeth. You won't be in anguish. And you will be preserved. Because remember, he, he has preceded this by saying, if you follow me here, mm-hmm. he says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep you safe from th- certain things that are going to happen. Um, and it would be a good idea. So we'll, we'll get into this next week about the specific application of, well, what does it mean to be faithful? And uh, mm-hmm. what's the difference of not being faithful? And what's the reward for being faithful? And why? Mm-hmm. You know, so... It's kind of an important thing, and uh, it just so happens that 
all by itself, it's a, it's a great uh, spiritual truth. But on top of it, he's attaching it to the end. Uh, so we just we just need yeah. to we just need to you know pay more attention to that. So it'll be it'll be fun. So we'll pick that up next time and uh, next week, and we'll pick this up. So stay tuned, and uh, we'll we'll get into this very important uh, topic. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks for sharing. And as always, if you have questions from today, send them in at questions at afjministry.com. And we'd love to talk about them. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Yep. We'll see you then. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.